is up, everybody? Welcome to Joyfully You Podcast. I am your host, Kelsey Lowe. This is the place for confidence, motivation, mindset, and especially, especially connecting to that inner child's needs and and being able to fill our own cup up while also parenting ourselves and guiding ourselves and doing that deep inner work that can create lasting internal happiness, inner peace, all those things that all of us want, but sometimes we're in the thick of it. Sometimes anxiety, depression, overwhelm, all these little things, these lower vibration emotions that are totally normal, totally normal, totally a part of having a human experience, but they can feel heavy and they can feel sticky and crunchy and uncomfortable. And today, the message that I really want to bring home for all of us and for you especially is is the idea of being overwhelmed. And it's not even the idea, it's when you are in a state of overwhelm that it almost puts you into an analysis paralysis. Do you um, resonate with that? Maybe you've heard this phrase before, maybe you haven't. I call it analysis paralysis. And for someone who likes to have all the answers, that really enjoys being a source of information, and like maybe you've been jokingly been called a know-it-all in the past. I know that was definitely a big thing for me as I just enjoyed having knowledge. I enjoyed sharing knowledge. I enjoyed being a quote-unquote know-it-all. So with that, with the idea to want, like if you are a person that likes to see a big picture, you want to see the vision, you want to know, okay, well, where's it going? What's it going to be? If you've done extensive research of, of maybe a dream that you have, whether it's, um, starting your own business or traveling or coaching, or maybe it's, um, making money through your artwork that you do, or maybe you're a creative of some sort, whatever it is, that thing that's been on your heart that you want to do that you're feeling overwhelmed around, or maybe it's just the next step in your schooling or in your job. Whenever there's a source of overwhelm, what I've discovered for myself is often it's because I'm too zoomed out on the big picture that it all feels overwhelming. Because if you're looking at that big picture, then there's that part of our mind that's like, hey, I want it now. Because if you haven't noticed, we are totally conditioned for instant gratification in every area of our life. So whenever there is effort involved or whenever there is... um, a a long haul, right? If we're doing something for the long run, we got to create moments of satisfaction and gratification because everything around us from the way that, and speaking, looking at it, the U.S. market or the U.S. culture, the culture in the United States, everything from food to our, to technology, to cell phones, to groceries, to anything, there is a convenient way to be able to get it delivered to us quickly. Amazon, for example, you know, you, you can be able to place an order on Amazon, get it the next day. And so everything is sending us the message that it needs to be quick, easy, and convenient. I mean, I even know for me, the way that I will spend my money, I don't always spend my money based off of price. It's normally based off of convenience, right? So if everything around us is showing us that things need to be quick, easy, convenient, fast, you know, there's so many other things around us that can give us that hit of instant gratification, it perpetuates this idea of things being overwhelming. Because if we don't see a clear path to be able to create it overnight, then it's like, well, what's the point? It's going to be really hard. I don't even know where to start. I don't even know where to start. And so all of a sudden, what becomes a safer option is to not start at 
all. Okay. And so if some of you guys can resonate with that, if you're in a state of you're like, I just am not starting, I don't know where to start, or maybe you've started a little, but you don't know what that next step is. First, drop your shoulders, relax your jaw, take a deep breath. What I always like to ask myself whenever I'm overwhelmed, I'm going to give you quite a few tips here, but the very first thing that I do is how can I make this fun? How can I make this easy? And sometimes those questions can annoy the F out of me where I'm like, oh my God, seriously, there is no way to make this fun and easy, right? (laughs) If there's no way to make it fun and easy, then it's up to you to change your attitude about it. But almost always there is a way to simplify whatever it is that you're working on in order to get it done. And if you feel like you can't simplify it, then we need to chunk it down, okay? Because remember, overwhelm happens when we are looking at the big vision. There's a time and a place to map out the vision, but when that time is over, then we get to be present with what step am I in? And so very first questions that I mentioned, how can I make this fun? How can I make this easy? Simplify it, okay? Then we're going to chunk it down. We're going to chunk it down. And then we can be able to ask, what step am I in right now? What step am I in right now? And then giving yourself permission not to focus on any other step except the step that you're in. Okay. For whatever that might be, you'll know what step am I in? Because sometimes the mind, not sometimes, all the time, the mind is like, well, I want to be prepared. I want to know what's next. I want to make sure that I am quote unquote prepared. And this whole idea of preparedness can really fuck with you. So you need to be cautious of it, of looking, am I, am I waiting to prepare myself? Because sometimes there is no preparation. It's just, you got to, you got to do it. You got to show up for it. Um, sometimes, yes, there's a, there's some preparation to be able to prepare like a pro. Yes, you can prepare a little bit, but don't get caught up in, I need to prepare, I need to prepare, I'm not ready, I'm not ready, I'm not ready, I'm not ready. No one's ever fucking ready the first time. And even if it's something you've done many times, ask yourself, where am I holding myself back right now? Where can I take messy action? Okay, so that brings us to messy action. And maybe you've heard this before, maybe you haven't, but I'm going to kind of give you the definition of how I see it. I see messy action as a state of mind we need to have in order to take steps towards something we've never done before. When we are starting something new, every part of our ego is firing off alarm systems and rockets to stop us because it's like, hey, this has a lot of possible risks (laughs) and our ego is designed just to keep us safe. But if physically we are safe, right? We're not like you know, fighting for our life, then it still needs a job. So what's that next job to keep you emotionally safe? So the ego wants to keep you safe from rejection, from failure, from insecurity around money, around stability, like all these things. It's like all the things that you get when you're in a tribe, right? And if you start to break out of the tribe, it's, it's, it can be scary. You're going to be hit with all the fear voices and you need to be prepared for them. (laughs) You need to not even prepared. You just need to be ready for them and not be surprised by them. But I will be honest with you. It's been three years of three and a half years of being in this like entrepreneurial journey. And I would say almost six and a half years of just trusting the process of seeing, of putting my dreams at the forefront. But I would say about three years of 
being the source of my income, right? I'm creating my income. I'm creating my lifestyle. I'm creating the business model, the structure of everything that I want. And I can tell you even three years now, three years later, there are certain things that if I don't do them for a while, I get rusty and it all of a sudden puts me back into that beginner stage of starting it like it's the first time. So I'm having to work through some of these fear voices all over again. But at least I'm like, wait, but I recognize this. This isn't real. I'm not going to die (laughs) if I do this thing that I'm afraid of even though it can send chemical signals in the body as if it feels like we're about to die. It's like, I can't do that. It'll be the death of me, but I promise you it won't. If anything, it'll do the exact opposite. You're not going to die. It's going to awaken you and set you on fire. And in order to like, be like, just do it, whatever it might be, you got to give yourself permission for it not to be perfect. And this brings us full circle back around to that whole idea of messy action. The first time you do anything, it's not going to be perfect. And if you're trying to hold yourself to that standard of it needs to look a certain way, you're setting yourself up for failure. So I teach messy action to all of my clients. It's a huge philosophy for me in my life too, is take messy action. It's not going to look messy to anyone else. It's just going to feel messy to you, especially if you're a perfectionist. And so ask yourself right now, where can I take action? even if it's messy. Where in my life can I take messy action? It felt like the whole, I, I, I feel like my podcast in general, like I'm going to be totally honest and transparent with you guys. The entire process of starting and having and maintaining a podcast has felt like a big old bundle of messy action because there's a part of me that's like, I don't know what I'm doing. But then there's another part of me that's like, yeah, but you know how to press record. Yeah, but you know how to press submit, publish, post, share, I know enough to do it. And so in that, and that gets to be enough as it is, right? You know, like we get to create our own way. It doesn't have to look a certain way. And so once we have that messy action piece and like really thinking, where can I take messy action? Where can I let myself suck? Where can I let myself look stupid? Because you're not going to actually suck and you're not going to actually look stupid. It's just softening the main fears that your ego was having around it. So then it's like, well, yeah, no, I'm okay with that. And if you say, okay, I'm okay with that. I'm willing to try. The whole thing behind it is, yeah, but why? What's the whole reason why? Most of the time it's because it's a dream of yours, right? You're able to be courageous. And oftentimes it's making a positive difference for someone else in their life. And so those are are things that really motivate us. When we know we're making a positive difference or we know that we're creating a situation for ourselves that will be better in the long run, oftentimes the things that create incredible results for us are not easy. It requires effort. It requires um, getting out of our comfort zones. It requires us to be like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but I'm going for it anyways. And I'm going to go to Google University until I figure it out. I'm going to blow up Kelsey's DMs and Instagram and ask questions until I figure it out, which by the way, you have permission to do that. There needs to be a non-negotiable set up where it's like, you know what? I am doing this. This is a non-negotiable for me, whatever that dream or that desire is. And so if you already have the dream, you already have the desire. And if you're feeling that sense of overwhelm, ask what is step one? What is step one right now? Maybe you've already been on a lot of steps, but what is step one right now? How can I take messy action to get this done that will move and propel me forward towards what I want? And then this is, there's also the part, the mindset part of it is what is that version of me? Who is she? 
Who is that version of me that already has all of these things? How does she show up to her day? How does she show up? Is she overwhelmed or is she at peace? Is she trusting? Because also to overwhelm comes from that feeling of I have too much on my plate and there's not enough time. Okay. I have a story. So there's like when I, I think it was my first or second year in business. I remember driving around my town being like, I have so many things I need to do. I was like, I have this to do. I have this to do. I have this to do. And I was getting this sense of total panic, like anxiety of like, there's not enough time because I also have to do this and I have to do this. And it just instantly like hit me like a ton of bricks. Literally. It was like, who said you need to get this done today? And I realized it was self-created pressure, which is essential for being a business owner, right? We have to be able to create pressure for ourselves in order to get things done and drive them to a deadline. But it was out of balance. It was going above and beyond for things that weren't actually urgent in that moment. And so when you're feeling really overwhelmed, start building a habit around asking yourself what's important and what's urgent. Sometimes they're both, but sometimes something's really important, but not urgent. And so you get to renegotiate with yourself and be like, you know what? This gets to be scheduled this day. This gets to be scheduled this day and then showing up for it. Um, because if we're not scheduling with ourselves, yeah, we are going to feel overwhelmed. So this also brings us to creating some type of schedule, right? Cause if we're looking at what's important, what's urgent, then we're assuming we have some type of list, things that we need to do. And I really encourage you to choose one day a week where you map out your week. Pull up your calendar on your phone. Start to look at, well, what is what do I want to create this week, right? Uh, that's kind of the languaging that I use is what do I want to create this week? But it basically means the same thing as what do I want to do this week, right? What's my to-do list? So you always want to create a to-do list and a to-be list. And that's the mindset work is who do I get to be? Who do I have to be? Who is this version of me that I want to set my intentions for being this week? You know, is it focused? Is it determined? Is it like no bullshit? Or is it, is it relaxed? Is it trusting, calm, confident, peaceful, whatever it might be? Writing those things down and What's nice is if you're mapping it out for the week, you can be able to create an entire chart. Like, okay, I'm going to share with you a bubble chart. This is super valuable, okay? So a bubble chart is kind of like a mind map. Some people call it a mind map. And so I like to do this whenever I'm feeling overwhelmed or I grab a white blank piece of paper and I just start writing all the things that are consuming my mind. All the things that are on my mind, I put them on the paper and I put a circle around it. So at the end, you have all of these tasks. And I like to keep the tasks around anywhere from 15 to 30 minutes. Like I don't want anything to take more than 30 minutes because that can trigger overwhelm. You should get where I'm going. So we have this piece of paper. There's all these bubbles or circles written all over. Inside of each circle is a task of something that you need to do. So once you create your full bubble chart, then you get to choose a couple markers that are very visually and aesthetically pleasing to you. I normally choose hot pink and bright orange. Those are like my highlighter colors and I love them. They're so bright and fun and happy and it makes me excited and happy just talking about it, right? And so remember, if you're like a sensitive person, you're going to get so much more arousal from the senses than maybe someone else who isn't as sensitive, right? Colors, smells, the way things look, the way things things touch, the way things taste. I could go on, but I won't. So we have our bubble chart. Maybe you have it 
you know, home stuff, school stuff, work stuff. Maybe it's just everything that was consuming your headspace. That's like, it's really helpful to get it all out on paper. Circles around everything. And then you get to look at this full bubble chart of all the things that you want to do and create. And you go through and you choose just one and ask yourself, which one do I want to do? Which one sounds the most fun? Which one sounds the most appealing? And then you choose that one thing that is between 15 and 30 minutes. You complete it. And when you've completed it, you color in that bubble. All right. So you take your time. If you'd like, you can make it cute. I've had girls, women make it where there's like, they're like little, um, watermelons and they're all connected. And I've had ones where they made like little pumpkins. It doesn't, it can be as creative as you want, or it can be just a straight circle colored in with pink. That's what I do. And it's, you know, it's really important to make sure that these tasks are broken down because if you have a big task that takes five hours, you're never going to come across the day on your schedule where you're like, wow, look at that. I have a huge wide open five hour block. Looks like today's the perfect day to do that one big thing I've been thinking about. No, not often. Maybe, maybe sometimes you might have that, but it's not, that's not common. But what is, is like an easier way to look at it that kind of hacks, it's like a mind hack is everyone is like, oh wow, I have 15 minutes. I could do one thing on my bubble chart. And then you complete that and you feel so good about yourself that you're like, holy shit, I have another 15 minutes. I can do another bubble on my bubble chart. You complete it and you're like, damn, I'm on a roll. Oh my God, look at that. I have another fucking 15 minutes, right? And so whenever we think of these big time blocks, our mind is never going to be like, yeah, I definitely have that five hour slot available. But if we break it down into bite-sized pieces, it's so much more approachable and it has so many more windows of opportunity to feel confident, to feel accomplished. We want to give ourselves a lot of different moments to check the box, to color in the bubble, to whatever else, to have that moment of, I completed this. So if you create a bubble chart, take a picture of it, post it to your Instagram stories and tag me. I'd love to see your bubble charts. Bubble charts are so helpful. They always help me when I'm overwhelmed because everything in my mind, I could then see it on paper and I can give myself permission to slowly go through it. Okay. And then that's another thing with overwhelm. A way to avoid overwhelm is to stop setting such crazy high expectations of yourself. If you're the type of person where you're like, I don't want to do anything or I want to do everything, right? I totally can relate to that. It's a zero to a hundred thing. It's kind of like a slingshot effect. Or if you procrastinate so long that you get so fed up with yourself that you're like, okay, I'm going all in and you go all in. And so you rely on maybe pressure from a deadline or pressure from feeling shitty enough to then start. And I'm saying this candidly like this because that was me. That was 100% me. I would wait to the very last minute and then I would depend on this pressure to get started. But then what it's like creating this like burnout effect, right? Cause you're like relaxed, falsely relaxed, low key stress. It's like a duck, you know, like a duck on the p- pond looks so calm up top, but then underneath is like, you know, like, um, pedaling its legs all super fast. There's little, little waddling fins. Oh, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. A duck's feet. <laughs> it's that same kind of effect. And so if we start to use tools like the bubble chart, or we start to use these self-questioning of like, what step am I in? How can I start today? What's just one thing I can do today to move me forward? It starts to change our patterns around this 
you know, going zero to a hundred of relying on outside pressure, because what happens when there's no deadlines, when there's no outside pressure, when it's just you and you, when it's you and your project, you and your future business, you and your, your potential clients that you want to help and work with, or you and your art, we have to find a way to create deadlines and also a sense of ease and flow within it. If we have a bunch of pressure on ourselves that it needs to look a certain way, it needs to be like this, it needs to be that, it's kind of pinching yourself off from your creative source because you're taking the play out of it. It's like asking a kid to sit down and paint, but you're requiring them to do it a certain way. And if they do it any other way, it's like, oh, that's wrong, right? There's no wrong way to create art. And you need to remind yourself of that, that, that you can't fuck it up. You can't fuck it up if you're trying and you can't fail unless you stop. That's like kind of my philosophy is, is I either win or I learn. And if I ever, I'm too afraid of failure, then I have to ask myself like, what's really the worst thing that can happen? The worst thing. And I let my mind go down there. What's that worst thing that can happen? It's like everything fails and I have to go live at my mom's house and she has to help me until I figure out a new way to figure it out. You know what I mean? Like the worst case scenario is never that bad. And maybe it, maybe for you it would be. But ask, what do I want to create in spite of it? What do I want instead? What do I want instead? How can I be easy on myself to create this environment that it's okay to try, it's okay to play, it doesn't have to be the end-all be-all. I like to look at things as an experiment whenever I'm trying something new. And so if you feel overwhelmed by something, ask me like, you know what, I'm just going to do an experiment. This doesn't have to be this big thing that defines me and gives me, you know, the essence of this has to be my purpose. This is who I am. It has to be great or else that means I'm not great. You know, detach yourself a little bit from whatever it is you're creating and want to do and be willing to do it messy, be willing to take action. And especially if it's an impact thing where it's affecting other people, be willing to show up for that one person. Um, But before we can show up for that one person, we got to show up for ourselves. You guys know that I preach all around self-love because I think everything comes down to that. And this is where you get to have a conversation with the little, the little inside, your inner child of being like, hey, it's okay. You can play. I give you permission to come out. You can come out and play. You can come out and explore. I got you. I, I'm protecting you. No one's going to reject you because I won't reject you. Like you. It's almost like you're having, you're parenting your inner child. You're giving your inner child permission to come out and play to come out and say yes to life, to say yes to opportunities, because there's a lot of, we can easily live life without ever saying yes to it. We can just do what's comfortable. We can take whatever things come in front of us without actually going after it. But instead, because here's the thing, if you wait long enough and you don't make a decision and you don't take action, then decisions get made and situations and circumstances are created for you because you waited long enough. And I've had this happen within myself where I'm like, I don't know. 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 Don't decide. Don't decide. Don't decide. And what's happening under the surface, feeling disempowered, feeling like I'm like, just like being bobbed around in the ocean, but not actually having a direction. And so just know that if you wait long enough, a decision will end up being made for you. And so be empowered now 
and deciding what you want to create. Because I promise you one year from now, you're not going to look back and be like, dang, I really wish I wouldn't have put myself out there. Dang, I really wish I wouldn't have gone through that thing because I, I didn't learn enough, you know, or, oh, it wasn't worth it overcoming that fear, you know, like says no one ever, like all of those cheesy things around, you know, everything you want on the other side of fear. It's true. It's 100% true. It's accurate. And even when you feel like it's the scariest thing in the world, connect with other women that are doing it, get proof that it's possible. Um, because it is anything that you're wanting to do, it's possible. A hundred percent is possible 100% of the time, but how willing are you to show up for it? Are you willing to be a maniac on a mission in order to make it happen? That's really the question. And you get to, you get to not just believe, but you get to really feel into and know that you are infinitely supported. You would not be given these ideas to do these things or create these things if it wasn't meant for you. Like, where do you think these ideas come from? They're coming from the muse. They're coming from a higher power. They're coming from this like pool of creativity of things that, that need to be brought into the world. And if you don't bring them forth, someone else will. Like, have you ever had an idea about something and then years later you're online and you see that exact thing you had an idea for, you're like, oh my gosh, that person stole my idea. Yeah, I bet they did. Because the muse was like, hey, this needs to come into the world. And if you aren't that channel that it can come through, then it's going to choose someone else, you know? And so like kind of the philosophy of what I've really been honing in on and recommitting to and re-showing up for is my personal podcast, this podcast that you're listening to right now. Because I know that if I sit down and I press record, the muse comes through. But I have to have the discipline and the structure to sit my ass down and press record. Because once I press record, then all this overwhelm of or details and all this stuff goes away and it's just me and the mic. It's me and you. It's me and that woman that I feel called to serve. And so we can complicate things till the deathbed of them. Like we don't just, you know, and that's like the scariest thing about procrastinating and being overwhelmed by it. So we don't do it is we don't say we're not going to do something. We say we're going to start tomorrow and we don't just put it off for a couple of weeks. Sometimes things get put off for our entire life. So do not put off your entire life because it feels too complicated. Simplify it. I like to say, kiss it, give it a kiss, kiss it, keep it super simple. If it ever feels too, if it ever feels overwhelming, ask, am I overcomplicating this? The answer is probably yes. Like you guys, I'm a Virgo. Okay. <laughs> I'm a Virgo. I'm the queen of overcomplicating things. And then that creates overwhelm. And I think that this is actually a manifestation of fear and resistance coming in, trying to stop us from doing our work, trying to stop us from doing our art from the things that were our, our soul creations that we're meant to bring into this world. And so notice when those little traps come up. Don't overcomplicate it so much that you can't take action. Be aware, be like, is this analysis paralysis right now? Holy shit, move your body. Like if you feel like you can't move your mind from certain thoughts, then move your body. Put on some music, put on some Cardi B, shake your butt, twerk, or maybe put on some salsa, like whatever it is, like one minute one minute of movement or just shake, shake your body. Like I have to do this all the time because it starts to move the energy around in my body. And when the energy moves around, my thoughts can unhook from certain things and can start to like, it's almost like recalibrate, right? Have you ever like gone swimming? And then afterwards you're just like having so much fun that 
you know, your mind almost feels cleared. And it's not even that it's cleared. It's just you're feeling at peace. Um, shaking the body, dancing, moving, obviously working out. We all know working out helps us, but you need to remember that that sweating, that movement, that exertion of energy brings you energy. And it also removes any like beliefs of like feeling powerless or all these things that if we're feeling like we can't show up to move our body, it's going to feel really hard to show up to be in service or to show up for those other goals that we have. So the little things really do matter. They do. Um, So I know that I've given a lot of different tips and stuff on here on the podcast. I'm so glad that you guys are tuning in to Joyfully You. If you guys love this episode, send it to a friend, send it to a sister that you know needs to hear this. And um, wherever you're listening from, take a screenshot, maybe take a photo of where you're listening to this right now, put it to your post it to your story and tag me, or maybe take a screenshot of your screen on your phone right now and post it to your story and tag me. It really helps my mission. It also honestly is like, I want to know who's listening so I can connect with you because if you're listening, then you're my kind of people and I want to support you. Like that's hundred percent why I show up for this podcast is for you. I want to see you step outside of your comfort zone and pursuing those things. I want to see you taking messy action. I want to see you so filled with joy because you're dancing with that fear. And it's like, Oh my God, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm doing it and I'm going for it because eventually you get to have a sense of comfort around it. And then we have a new level, right? It's not uncomfortable and awkward all the time. We have a sense of ease as we kind of relax into these new levels until we're called forward again to expand, to stretch, to grow, to learn, to do something new. And so throughout all of those different transitions and progressions and growth, um, I'm on your side. I'm on your team. I'm rooting for you. Whether you're growing a coaching business or whether you're just setting boundaries and learning how to stand up for yourself in your own personal life and with your family, um, whatever it might be. Uh, so I love you guys so much. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Joyfully You Podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey Lowe, and I will see you next time. Bye.